was that noise? Right. It's Monday. <laughs> You're very Waluigi today. <laughs> well, it is Monday out there for you listeners. But it's a different Monday for us. Hi from the past. <laughs> Who's ready for a fool-ass remake? I'm having a Phil Brainerd kind of day. A Phil Brainerd kind of day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get into it. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where this is absolutely the last time we're going to try and marry you. (laughs) I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 1997 science fiction comedy film, Flubber. Flubber. It's a Great Oaks film. It is. And a Disney production. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Guys, welcome to Potpourri. (laughs) Yeah, no. This month of May, we are doing just some things that we would like to get out of the way. And Flubber is a long overdue delight. Yeah, Robin Williams hasn't been back in so long. Uh, Robin. I feel like we're trying to parse the Robin out as much as we possibly can. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We've about (laughs) exhausted 90s Robin. (laughs) Do we have to do good hunting? Yes, we do. For what reason? (laughs) It's a nice movie. Why don't we go back to 80s Robin? Why don't we do (laughs) Minion Mork or it's 70s. Uh, why don't we do um, Dead Poets Society or Patch Adams or... Patch Adams is 90s, Robin. Okay. Or What Dreams May Come. And I'm just saying, do we have to do Goodwill Hunting? I, we'll see. Do I have to listen to Matt Damon <laughs> be a townie and be a genius at the same time? <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks, want everyone to come and join this little potpourri watch party. And don't forget to go check out the Patreon. Guys, there has never been a better time to give us your money. For just $5 a month, you too can be a Little Onion contributor at the $5 level. Guys, you're getting access to all of our bonus content over there. All of our television coverage. All of our long-form coverage. There's 50 bajillion episodes of Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House and HBO's John Adams waiting for you over there. We covered every single episode. Bored at work? Long drive? Well, guess what? The Patreon is right for you. (laughs) Alright, let's get flubberized. That was weak. Well, you know what? Let's get flubbed would have been better. Or... (laughs) Or Goodyear's got nothing on him, or... Goodyear's got nothing on him! I don't know. All right, well... Goodyear's got nothing on this plot, or something more creative. (laughs) Do do we need to put you back in content creation courses? Oh my god. Guys, she's never been in a content creation course, but... Criticisms of my copy aside... Do we need to put you back in copy training? Let's get started. Do I need to talk to Linda? (laughs) Linda! Linda, our imaginary employee here at Sorry Mom Productions. All right. Shitty segue aside. um, (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, guys. Let's get flubberized. (laughs) Or whatever. I love you with all my heart. With every molecule, with every atom. I love you on a subatomic level. This is going to be the very last time I try to marry you. I'm going to die and disappoint you. On the most important day of his life, 
Philip Brainerd, the world's most absent-minded professor, made a few little mistakes. Wow, what a bang. And one gigantic flub. Flubber. Flubber? Sounds like baby shampoo. It's a metastable compound. If you apply a small amount of energy... It liberates an enormous quantity of energy. This definitely has applications in the field of sports. Oh, when I exit this window, the flubber will send me right back up unharmed. Are you nuts? Ta-ta, my love. Ouch. Walt Disney Pictures presents... Oh... A classic story. Oh, sorry. First time flyer. A boy meets Goo. Get him! This Thanksgiving. <laughs> discover the stuff that dreams are made of. Robin Williams. This film holds a deep, weird anxiety within me. Really? I loved it this time around. But (laughs) as a kid, do you want to watch Flubber, Ross? No. No, I don't. And no, I didn't answer like that. But like, (laughs) I don't know. Flubber meant Marsha Gay Harden yelling at Robin Williams. Uh And I always thought she was kind of mean Uh in this movie, even though I didn't understand. The flubber itself kind of spooked me a little bit. <laughs> it is wild. Like, what if the thing breaks into my room through a window in the night? <laughs> I can't wait to get to that bit. I thought Robin Williams' character was kind of creepy. I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really like him. And he just hurt himself. Everybody was just hurting themselves constantly throughout the movie. I don't know. It was not good stimmy for me as a child. <laughs> I do love this movie. Yeah. It is a remake. Yeah, it's like, I think the original film is called The Absent-Minded Professor. You think or you know? No, I know. (laughs) And it's Guys, we think. Guys, we totally know. No, it's from 1961. It is. And it was black and white. And there are a lot of references to that film in this film. Oh, the original Absent-Minded Professor stars Fred McMurray and Nancy Olsen. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, do you have any idea who those people are? No, I think I've seen Fred Olsen in one other thing. I just couldn't name it for you. Exactly. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> it, it was the 60s. Our father was not even born yet. Oh, Give me a break. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Les Mayfield is our director today. He's done stuff like the 1994 remake of Miracle on 34th Street, the 92 version of Encino Man, American Outlaws, The Man from 2005. He does like his remakes, Les Mayfield. (laughs) This was written by John Hughes. Can you believe? I kind of can. I kind of can. There are parts of this that are very clumsy, and I will point them out, but like, it's just... 
It's definitely not your breakfast club, John Hughes, is all I'm saying. It was also uh, co-written by Bill Walsh, who actually wrote the script to the Mary Poppins adaptation. Like the one from our times? Yeah, well, 1964. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, the, okay. The, the OG. Yeah, no, not 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 that Emily Blunt stuff, no. <laughs> Which, she is lovely, by the she way, is. in the role, and definitely brings something new to the role. It's just not Julie Andrews. <laughs> Right. I'm a dirty originalist with some things, okay? <laughs> oh my god. I'm allowed to have that. Carrie Ann, the cinematographer for this film, is Dean Kundi. You're kidding of me. Who, of last week's Who Framed Roger Rabbit fame. <laughs> Music by Danny Elfman. Oh my god. You know that's correct. Not the flubber, Mambo. <laughs> we'll come back to it. I can't wait. <laughs> I honestly can't wait. A $98 million profit. And they did not think it was going to do that well. I know, I know. It was going to be competing with, I think, Alien Resurrection, and they thought that they would just get eked out by Alien Resurrection, but throughout its history, yeah, it did make <laughs> quite a bit of money. How much goo am I supposed to care about these days? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this tells the story of a very forgetful college chemistry professor who creates a whole new metastable compound. <laughs> Did you also have trouble with the science in I this? I don't need to have tr- I decided I was taking copious notes on the science <laughs> to see if I could make sense of it myself, and I was like, you know what? Halfway through, I gave up. I was like, "No, yeah, I, I will let I will let Doctor Philip Brainerd speak for me because no, that's one of the things I realized this time through is how, as a kid, the science parts always used to bore me. Like, let's get to the part where the green goo bounces off the walls and hurts people. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> guys, you might have guessed it, but we've got names. Oh, and I'm saluting. I am saluting. We should stand up. We should. <laughs> We're not going but to, I'm, though. The mic is at this level. I'm going to bump the mic if I stand up. <laughs> this is like his sixth or seventh oh, appearance. Oh, you know what? You're so right. Yeah, yeah. And since uh, we haven't done Night at the Museum, which I can be convinced. Oh, no. I kind of like uh, Night at the Museum. You just kind of like it because it kind of irks me is why <laughs> you like it, but whatever. <laughs> Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming, portraying our protagonist, Professor Philip Brainerd. Mr. Robin Williams, please welcome her back to Kicking and Streaming, and so soon. Yeah. <laughs> As Dr. Sarah Jean Reynolds, president of Medfield College, we have Marsha Gay Harden. Oh, she was in First Wives Club. Yeah, she was with us when we did First Wives Club, and I can't believe not much else. No, yeah, there are a couple of things from my uh, viewing lexicon that she's in that I just absolutely adore. And you love How to Get Away with Murder. I do. From ABC. I- her, I'm just, uh-uh. shit's weird. Um, <laughs> She's also in The Dead Girl, which mm-hmm, I love. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Mystic River, mm-hmm. Space Cowboys. She's in the Fifty Shades trilogy. What? Also, there's a trilogy? <laughs> Mona Lisa Smile. She was in the uh, OBC of um, God of Carnage. Ooh. Yeah, with uh, not Jeff. I get these two actors mixed up all the time. Not Jeff Bridges. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> She's also in the newsroom. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, morning show. Um, she's hot on Broadway. We do, we do love, we do love a Broadway babe. Hey, her middle name is Gay. So, <laughs> Marsha Gay Harden playing Wilson Croft. Please welcome him back to kicking and streaming, Mr. Christopher McDonald. God, was that like the fifth episode of Kicking and Streaming? Grease two. When we covered Grease two, and he played Goose. Ask Goose. <laughs> Goose McKenzie. Put yeah. some respect on his dumb name. <laughs> 
He's in that 97 adaptation of Leave it to Beaver. He's Ward. Yeah. Mr. Cleaver, I think. Uh-uh. I don't know. He's uh, in Thelma and Louise, Happy Gilmore, um, Grumpy Old Men. Ye- oh, God, yes! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was also with us when he portrayed Kent Mansley. Kent Mansley, I work for the government! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare I forget that right off the bat. I am so sorry. Voicing Weebo, Professor Brainerd's highly intelligent service droid? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we have Jody Benson. She's been with us at least once. I do believe it's been more than once, but she was definitely with us when we covered Thumbelina recently. Thumbelina! <laughs> She's the voice of Thumbelina, mm-hmm. and more famously, she is the voice of The Little Mermaid from 1989. Ariel. Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention... um. She's tour guide Barbie. I'm tour guide Barbie. So she, yeah, no, she hasn't been with us because we haven't done Toy Story 2 yet, which I I can't believe we've not done. We have got to do it this year. I can't believe I got to drive all the way to work on a Saturday. (laughs) All All the way way to work. work. Right across the street, Al. (laughs) As Chester Honaker, Raymond J. Barry, he was in Cool Runnings, Dead Man Walking. Um, He was just with us, actually. Yeah, no, When we covered Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. (laughs) He's Pock Cox. Um, Playing, uh, (laughs) portraying Honaker's goons, kind of like a horse and Jasper, if you will. Yeah, that's exactly what Gavin said. The characters of Smith and Wesson. I shit you not. My God. Are portrayed by voice actor Clancy Brown and Ted Levine. It's Mr. Krabs. And Buffalo Bill. It's so disconcerting. Why is Clancy Brown kind of... Stop it. I'm tucking my hair that I don't have behind my ear. (laughs) Listen, Carrie... (laughs) <laughs> I want you to do this with me right now. I don't care. You can cut it out of the episode. I don't care. Are you about to show no, me? No, get on your phone. Okay. Get on your phone and get in your Google. Okay. And Google Clancy Brown Young. I just do it. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. I no. Okay, Clancy. Yeah, all I'm saying is, okay, Clancy Brown is obviously the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. No, seriously, hand raised. I am feeling it, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> Even in old age, he's cute. But yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, Pet Cemetery too. Yeah, oh jeez. <laughs> not, not the two. Uh, Dexter, Billions. He's Lex Luthor in the DC animated universe. Ted Levine is Buffalo Bill. Yeah. From the Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Um, Portraying uh, Bennett Honaker. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh, Will Wheaton. He's from Star Trek. Yes. The Next Generation. Yeah. (laughs) He's Wesley Crusher. Yeah. He's the little kid. He's he's Gordy from Stand By Me. Yes, he is. Gordy. Yeah, no, he's a big nerd favorite. I bet. I bet. Um, Also, he's Aqualad on Teen Titans. (laughs) Which I thought, which I thought you would enjoy. I I did enjoy that. Mm. Playing Martha or Ruthie, depending on what period of you are in your day. Um, <laughs> Edie McClurg is here, yep. mostly just because John Hughes is here. Yeah, for but real. Um, she's here. All right, guys, we absolutely must get to the content because Carrie Ann will tell you that I've had her here for half an hour. 25 minutes, but yeah. let's not split hairs. Not for them, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, check your time code. <laughs> it's Is it not 25 20, minutes? It's I not. guarantee it's not. <laughs> ah, 
I love me a film with a wacky score and great opening titles. All these opening credits with all of the math flying around. Another reason I didn't want to pop this in the VCR. <laughs> all the math. <laughs> all the math. All the math and all the science and all the formulas and the chemistry. Well, once that's all said and done, we transfer out of the blue sky into a residential neighborhood. This is not your um average everyday backyard that we begin to see here. <laughs> This is the backyard of Medfield College chemistry professor Philip Brainerd. Yeah, it's chaotic down here. In addition to being a world-class chemist and physicist, he's also a brilliant technologist and inventor. Oh, God, I can't wait to get into it! He's just basically a genius. Most notably, he is currently on a quest to find a new energy source, which would be a boon from this college that is like two days from bankruptcy. A metastable compound. Yeah, it's a metastable compound Which that he's we don't know on. what that means. Of course we don't. I was going <laughs> to save them the jargon for later. But metastable compounds, since you brought it up, are basically compounds that can generate a large quantity of energy with only a small application of force. Look at you doing your research. I did. I had to look into it this time, Ross, because as a kid, I was always falling asleep during those parts. <sighs> that alarm clock is going off, and wow, is it annoying, and <laughs> he finally hits it. Oh. 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 I'm up. Not hitting the alarm clock and it propelling his trash can <laughs> into the sky. <laughs> Just drag it to the curb. Yeah, no. Just drag it to the curb. You don't need to be doing all that. <laughs> do you have the codes? Yeah. You have the codes to do that? <laughs> I feel like you need codes. No, Philip is a brilliant inventor, just like you said, and an engineer. Dude, he's got, like, machines making breakfast for him. This house is wired. It's, yeah! It's giving Ray Bradbury. It's like... <laughs> uh, like, those eggs are too perfect by the time they're done. They must be plastic. Like... <laughs> and then he's also got a robot butler named Weber. <laughs> Weebo and Weber. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And since you brought her up, let's talk about Weebo, his floating executive assistant android. I love Weebo. <laughs> I do, too. She's kind of evil, but... Oh, no, come on. I always found her yellow color very pleasing for some reason. I felt safe around Weebo. And, like, it's also Jodie Benson. It's the voice of Ariel, the little mermaid. Yeah, I o know. Of course you're going to feel safe. And I'll just bring this up now because it'll come up constantly throughout the episode. But one of my favorite things about Weebo is that she's obviously got a little digital readout that pops out of her head. Yeah, a little screen. And she's like a portable DVD player. One of the things <laughs> that she does throughout this movie is she references small clips from film and television shows to, like, express how she's feeling. We're going to talk more about that later. You're right. No, she is absolutely always putting him on blast with anything she's got in her hard drive. <laughs> she is absolutely making fun of his life to him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another thing we have to talk about from the top, because this is something that I just never quite clicked into fully as a child. Weebo is in love with Philip. Not only has he generated this incredibly sophisticated AI that has not only free will, but emotions... She can, she is actually in love with him and exploits his absent-mindedness for her own agenda. He's constantly forgetting things. It's a problem so bad, he's actually forgetting about his own wedding today. 
to his fiance Sarah Reynolds. I think she's the president of uh, Medfield College. Mm-hmm. And like, it's happening that evening, and Weibo has his schedule. This is your complete schedule. Mm, let's see. Unless you didn't tell me something. What is it? There's something. There's something there. What is it? Oh, it's something to do with white. Oh, what is it? I know it's something important. I knew it. Well, I don't oh, know. I'm sorry. On. Oh, I know it's so mm, frustrating, isn't it? I just hate oh, that. I, can I wish this. I could help you, <sighs> but I can't. Haircut. Weebo, I think an important push notification would be that he's getting married this evening. But that's the thing. Weebo doesn't want him to get married. Yeah, no, it's the way she admitted the fact of his wedding this afternoon and the way uh, he has absolutely no idea that it is this afternoon. Oh, God. We just didn't know that. It's almost all the way unacceptable. Especially since the rehearsal dinner was last night. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is how absent-minded he is. The absent-minded professor. Exactly. And so, in my not-so-humble opinion, he is completely undeserving of Sarah Reynolds. Sarah, who has tried to marry him two times before this, and he just didn't show up because he forgot. And it's a wonderful idea to go with the big wedding this time does put the pressure on the professor to show up. If he forgets this time, that's it. Well, in his case, once is justifiable, mm-hmm. and twice is understandable, <laughs> but three times. And like, I, I get it. I love Robin Williams, but come on, leaving me at the altar once is qualification for being ejected from my life. And she's really gonna go beyond fool me twice? When he's having lunch with Sarah and Martha on the quad... Not calling Martha Ruthie. Oh, no, he can't remember this woman's name. Like, Martha is like, I bet you must be excited for the wedding. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 the wedding. And, like, like the way way that Sarah has to take him by the hand and go, it's today. It's today. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Yes, Phil. (laughs) I'd rather die than disappoint you. Well, this is going to be the very last time I try to marry you. I imagine so. I know that I love you, but I'm not sure that you can love me. That's ridiculous. I love you with all my heart, with every cell, with every molecule, with every atom. I love you on a subatomic level. Well, <laughs> get dead, Phil. Oh, stop. He tells her, I love you on a subatomic level. Yeah, which I'm sure means a lot to him, a little less to her. And she's like, cool, prove it to me tonight at 630. <laughs> By actually showing the F up. Like, I, he is instantly forgetful. Like, I know. Instantly. And he's the way she's walking away, she's like, I'll see you tonight. And he's like, for what? Ah! I, like, <laughs> I cannot also... Weebo, help Weber do some housework, please. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because Weber's what? Vacuuming the shades? Yeah. I feel like Weber's not firing on all circuits here. (laughs) He's not nearly as sophisticated as Weebo. She's watching a Shirley MacLaine movie from 1958 called Some Came Running. Some Came Running. I want him to have what he wants. Even if it means you instead of me. No, no. You love him. Don't give him up. Hey! I'm watching something! Weber! Why don't you be quiet? I'm watching Kiki! Download some manners! Alright. 
It's time to talk about Wilson Croft. Wilson Croft is here to be a fuck and steal even more of Brainerd's ideas and works. Yeah, he's his former partner. And like, upon parting ways, he went to work at this rival college called Rutland. Where where, everything is better. Yeah, apparently. And like, yeah, Wilson's a creep because he stole all of Philip's best ideas. And it happened a lot because Philip is forgetful. It's giving Carrie Elwes in Twister. Oh, you know, yeah, no, Bill I see. Paxton, Carrie Elwes, yeah. I ab- see what you're saying. Absolutely. Not only do I hate Wilson, but I hate most of his dialogue in this scene. It's very clumsily written. He might as well be wearing a sign that says, I'm the problem, it's me. I won't deny that I hate you for your brilliance. I'm petty, corrupt. Probably would have gone mad trying to compete with you in pure thought. But uh, I'm not an innovator like you, Phil. Huh? I'm an adapter. And to that end, I have profited from your ideas. Why are you here? No, to be honest, I'm here this weekend to steal your fiance and make her my wife. What a creep! <laughs> Not only have I stolen a lot of your essential ideas, because you'll just misplace them anyway, because you're so absent-minded, but since you're actually the most absent-minded, I'm going to steal your wife. Yeah. Well, your wife-to-be. <laughs> Guys... He's so close to marriage. <laughs> After storming away from Wilson, he's getting ready. He's getting in his in his wedding best. He's in the shirt and the tie. All he needs is the jacket. And guys, this is the worst time to have a brain blast. So I literally can I have a private <laughs> thought? <laughs> I have it written down. You're an ass. <laughs> Get out of my brain, please. He's showing it to me. And like, cause like Robin Williams turns to Weibo <laughs> and goes, why wasn't my wedding on the official schedule? And she's like, hmm, I really don't know. <laughs> she's so full of it. Me when I'm asked a question at work. <laughs> I really don't know. Do you have another virus? You know, now that you mention it, I am feeling a little feverish. Really? Mm-hmm. You are a little hot. Say ah. Uh... can see something is happening on his computer screen behind her. He's finally solved his problem in creating this new energy source. Because, guys, you see, the hydrocarbons have been inhibiting the Cooper pairs. (laughs) But if you go from hot to cold very quickly, you get a conductive polymer and you complete the metastable sphere. (laughs) Behold, there it is. Like, all of that is gibberish to me. No, but, like, I can see how it works. He's looking for that last missing link to create the physical substance he's trying to create. And And he's finally figured out how to do it. Yeah, it's a good moment. And I'm just going to trust him on this. It's Disney. Who knows how good the science is? Behold, there it is. Now it'll work. Yes. But, uh, what about your wedding? Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Sorry, Sarah. (gasps) And then the Cheshire Cat laughing. (laughs) And then I wrote, Weebo's 
kind of manipulative and evil. Oh no, Weebo kind of caused this. I, I mean, and know. by by this I mean his problems with Sarah because he goes downstairs into the basement to make goo. He's fixated on this now. He's not going to the wedding. He hooks the tank with this metastable compound in it up to jumper cables. He's basically going to give this mixture a jolt of electricity followed by a flash freeze at 77 Kelvin, which guys just look it up. I'm sure this science checks out or I'm not sure, but it's really not in my hands anymore, is it? No, 77 Kelvin is very cold. So the way the tank looks after this happens is like a frosty. Yeah. <laughs> because he goes to hit the button on this electric charge. He's got jumper cables on this damn pod that this thing is in. And he triggers an explosion in the basement. Wow. What a bang. No wedding for Dr. Reynolds tonight. Oh no, Sarah is standing at the altar, looking so beautiful. She's so pretty. Realizing that she is going to be left at the altar for the third time. Ross? It's over. In front of all your family and friends? The people getting up and leaving? Oh. If I had come to the same wedding for a third time and it wasn't happening, I'd have so many things to stand up and say, but... (laughs) The part where you stand up and say something only happens if the groom actually shows up. I know, and so... Philip's about to give up on this compound because nothing's been working. Like this he's is, yeah, this is two years of work. He's in a mess now. Like and like he's going upstairs and the tank starts hissing, steam's coming out of it, and he goes over, and he throws open that lid. And this green blob of animated goo sticks its little head out of there. Not sentient goo. Even though this thing has no identifiable features other than, you know, looking like a blob of aloe vera, it, it's almost cute. You Carrie, know, Carrie, <laughs> it's curious. I know. It's... And I wrote, go ahead, touch it without gloves. Because <laughs> he takes his glove off and he imitates a finger wave at it. And it, and it finger waves back and it finishes shaving a haircut for him <laughs> and responds to summoning whistles. <laughs> a little ticklish. <laughs> It's ticklish. What the fuck? Oh, no. It can levitate. It's moldable. It's stretchable. Foldable, gullible, ductile, elastic. Let's see how elastic you are, he says. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm the hacky sack king because it also multiplies. Yeah, it can divide itself into multiple little blobs. And then he decides, then he decides, (laughs) Weebo, take a picture. Oh, yeah, because that's the only thing that this flubber can't do. It can't handle bright flashes of light. The flash from this photograph that Weebo takes of it. Oh, no, yeah. This is a world-changing scientific discovery. No flash photography, please. Weebo. Yes, sir? Take a picture. Okay, look this way. Smile! 
Carrie, Brainerd's poor neighbors. <laughs> this thing catapults itself in a fright out of his window. <laughs> Professor, I think you gave it a little too much free will. <laughs> it's separating into particles. It's going into people's homes. That poor child that lives next door to Brainerd. He is scared of everything, thanks to this man. Yeah, because this is one isolated incident. Imagine how much nonsense that family's had to put up with over the years. Exactly. It's wreaking havoc on the entire neighborhood. How will his neighbors ever explain? (laughs) He's, like, interrupting family meals, dunking itself in ink, and drawing the Mona Lisa. It's smart! (laughs) Terrorizing the children. It can imitate! I know! I just... Hey... Sometimes art imitates life. Ah, <laughs> very nice. It has incredible inertia, Dr. Phil. No, not Dr. Phil. <laughs> you definitely can't call him Professor Dr. Phil. Professor Brainerd says. <laughs> Professor Phil? I'd rather go on that show. He, <laughs> <laughs> he catches this thing with a baseball mitt when it comes back into his house. Rebo. Yes. Oh, do you know what this is? A flying rubber? Yes, that's what it is. It's flying rubber. It's flubber! Ouch. So Philip begins experimenting with gamma radiation, naturally. What? (laughs) He's doing this experiment where... I mean, obviously, we've already seen that the flubber is highly unstable and can move at its own will, right? Yeah, but it needs a um, something-something isotope. Oh, no, yeah. He's trying to control the movement of the flubber by exposing the flubber to a radioactive isotope. Cross your fingers, we both. Here's hoping. Good luck. Bitch. What? He's making shit fly. Yeah, no. The title of the short story this is based on, A Situation of Gravity. Yeah, no, this is literally how he's going to control how much energy is put into it and in which direction it moves. Not only did he, not only did he make Flubber, a new energy, an entirely new energy source, but he can also achieve flight with it. Like, it's going to be incredible. This is going to be the scientific discovery that saves this college in his mind. And here's the thing, guys. He only now, 12 hours later, (laughs) has realized he's late for the wedding. Uh Uh-oh. But it is not 6.30 p.m. on Friday. It is 6.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. He sheepishly goes to Sarah's office. Carrie? Uh, Yeah. The balls. I know. this man. (laughs) Dare he honestly now go to her? How dare he approach her? He left her standing at the altar for a third time. Oh, and she's righteously pissed. And he's here mostly to introduce Flubber to Sarah. No, yeah, because he thinks that if she knows what he missed this for, (laughs) that she will somehow forgive him. Isn't that remarkable, Sarah? What's remarkable, Philip, is that I ever fell in love with you. You broke my heart. So that you could stay home and make some green goo. Sarah, it's much more than that. Flubber could save this college. The way the way the way Flubber is offended. <laughs> I have in all capital letters the window demonstration. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm putting the flubber in my back pocket. He does. <laughs> and then he goes ass first out the window. Holding on to it. The flubber is placed in my back pocket. 
When I exit this window, I will fall to the ground. When I hit the ground, the flubber will send me right back up, unharmed. Watch. It's the way he crouches with a grin out of that window. And then the flubber, I don't know how he doesn't feel it escape. <laughs> it blows out his back pocket. Which he should have felt is all I'm saying. Ta-ta, my love. Are you nuts? I'll be right back. Philip! Ah. Ouch. And then, of course, he's just... All the wind <laughs> has left this man. I don't know how he's not dead, frankly. Philip, are you hurt? Just my pride. Well, if you think that you are going to get my sympathy, you are wasting your time. Ooh, we are finished! Now he is inspired more than ever to prove how amazing Flubber will be so he can win Sarah back. That's how he thinks he's going to solve this. And which brings me to one of my least favorite aspects of this movie, one Chester Honecker are we going with? And his awful son, Bennett. And his two cronies, Buffalo Bill and Mr. Krabs. Yeah. <laughs> Smith and Wesson. What a weird... I'm sorry, this casting... I, it's the Ted Levine. <laughs> I know. It's the Ted Le- He's got that very specific accent, and I don't hear anything else. And face, like, Junior... <laughs> Baby Bennett. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, Bennett. It's yeah. Bennett. Bennett, yeah. He is up in arms because he's daddy's money isn't buying him the grades he's supposed to be getting. He's been thrown off of Medfield's absolutely ass basketball team because Brainerd flunked him in chemistry. Because Brainerd's one of the only teachers playing by the rules when it comes to these kids with exorbitant amounts of family wealth. We'll have to get the F changed to an A. Won't work. This guy, he doesn't live in the real world. He has principles. Get something on him that we can use to force him to change the kid's grade. When a man says he has principles, what he means is he can't be bought cheap. Horse and Jasper go to Brainerd's. <laughs> like, when they roll up to the property, they Philip's in the basement experimenting with the flubber, and they're just crouched at the basement window. And this is where we're going to get to see the machinations of a lot of future physical hijinks. We're doing kinetic testing, right? Yeah, he's made more of the flubber, not the sentient goose-shaped kitty cat we've all come to know and love at this point. Indeed, indeed. He's made more of it, and he has crystallized it. Which Carrie, you can crystallize it. You can powder it. Yeah. You can liquefy it. Like The properties of this are amazing. He crystallized some of the flubber and now he's putting it into this jar of hand cream and then he takes out a golf ball and emulses it in this hand cream and then he just drops it he doesn't apply force he just allows gravity to do its bid And Flubber's gonna flubber. Uh, yeah. That thing, that golf ball, <laughs> destroys half his basement again. And then it flies out the basement window. Gives Mr. Krabs a big one in the head. <laughs> he repeats the test. But this time, what has he got, Carrie? A bowling ball. <laughs> the way he, bam, on the table. <laughs> and now he's got a helmet on. The bowling ball always got me because... Obviously, Smith was the target of the golf ball. I need an afternoon to look over Doc. <laughs> I need an afternoon to overlook Professor Brainerd's home insurance policy. You guessed it. That bowling ball, after being all greased up, goes bong, bong, and then out the basement. 
basement window. Gives Jane Gum a big one in the head. <laughs> You'd be dead. Hit the deck. This definitely has applications in the field of sports. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good thing that bowling ball isn't hitting at full force. Philip also has developed a flubber solution, so a liquid, that you can dispense from a spray bottle. This is insane! <laughs> just keep coming up and down, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they forever. And they've been getting hit with it for the last five minutes. The way crabs and Buffalo Bill are underneath <laughs> the awning of his house, like, all right, next time the bowling ball hits, we head for the car. And he's in the basement testing out the spray bottle, <laughs> and he's spraying it out the broken window <laughs> yeah. right under their feet. <laughs> and those two balls come down, they hit. And they go back up into the sky, and they jump in the wet pavement where he sprayed the flubber, and they go flying into the sky! Now Philip is back to experimenting with the gamma rays. With one Aren't of my- gamma rays super not good for human beings? <laughs> Listen, don't get bogged down in it, okay? All right. Th- this could save the college. Carrie, talk about the Thunderbird. Oh, the bright red 1963 Ford Thunderbird convertible. Ooh. It's sexy. It's beautiful. He's taken that OG engine out of it, you criminal. <laughs> Wow. I did not think you'd have that many feelings about it. I actually don't. I don't even know if it's original. Like, (laughs) What he's done is he's connected a, quote, flubber engine imbued with gamma radiation to the controls on the car, which just like that little switch before he was using to move it up and down. Flubber technology is super cool. Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) He's going to be able to manipulate the power and control the flubber to make the car actually fly. And I know we're going to come back to this later. I, I just realized this this time. If Brainerd wants to, you know, sell an award-winning idea to somebody for money to save Medfield, why not sell Weebo? Weebo already flies on her own without his control. Well, remember, he can't remember how to redo her. Yeah, like Weebo's, quote, birth was... An accident. Yeah. And- Which, I mean, hey... Rubber? The literal <laughs> invention of rubber uh-huh. by Charles Goodyear yeah. was a complete accident. <laughs> and he spent forever trying to replicate how he did it. The next note I thought you were going to talk about is obviously he can control this thing going uh, side to side in this car with the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. How on earth is he controlling it going up and down? Listen, we don't know from these things. I mean, we should if we're going to be operating flying motor vehicles. Like He immediately crashes it into that tree. Next to that poor kid's window. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been five minutes. <laughs> This kid cannot get to break. This is this is John Hughes. The, the addition of the kid is a John Hughes thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Come on. Easy. Oh, sorry. First time flyer. He flies it up into the clouds. 
It's so pretty. It is pretty. A whole new world. Oh, the way Weibo asks him if this is what heaven is. Oh, she knows about heaven, huh? Yeah. Oh, stop that right now. I know. And the way this brilliant idiot reclines in his seat and turns the car off. It's okay. Robin does best when he's flying. <laughs> You're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Silence. Uh-oh. Ah! Silly me! Turned it off. Turned right back on. Shutter's jam, probably, we both. We're okay. We're okay, he's saying as they're <laughs> nose diving towards the earth. The way Weebo is just like flashing all of these anxious frames of okay. people falling. This is where I will talk about this. Weebo's film and television commentary is God tier. Yeah, no, seriously. The way she is memeing his life to him in a way <laughs> that won't even be relevant for over another decade. Yeah, no memes didn't exist and she's memeing. It's big kicking and screaming energy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry I took that away from you. Earlier. No, it's okay. She is memeing in 1997. Like, this is, he invented memes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Professor Brainerd, through his invention of Weibo, created memeology. Oh my God. I, anyway. Anyway. So what he's done is he's gone to hover over Sarah's house. But who is it? Who is it, Sarah's house? Wilson's here. Wilson Crotch. Croft. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, obviously he's trying to put the moves on her. She is actively rejecting his affection. I'm sorry. Sarah's not interested, Wilson. No. Like, she wants to stay friends. Like, she just she, got out of a long-term thing. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like a couple got, of days ago. She just got jilted at the altar for the third time. But he's being very, very pushy. They're both going to this basketball game in Rutland between Medfield and their rival Rutland. And they make a bet. He's trying to make a bet with her. All right. If your team wins, you can buy me dinner. If your team loses, we go up to the mountains for the weekend. Cat. Do we have a bet? I'll think about it. And I love how as she goes inside, Philip picks up an apple and he beans Wilson in the back of the head with it. I can't lose. She's mine. Sir Isaac. <laughs> like Isaac Newton. Getting hit on the head with the apple. Testing out how gravity is a thing. <laughs> I love a good science joke. So we both starting to feel kind of guilty about having caused this breakdown in his relationship, but I mean, yeah. but not enough to admit she played any part in it. And like he's just telling her, you know, don't worry about this, don't worry about me. This is a human problem. And human problems are too big for computers. Maybe he underestimates Weibo's own ability to have emotions. I don't understand how he couldn't understand at this point that she thinks and feels. I, I I don't know. He he's listen, there's a lot of things he's not paying attention to. And so she goes downstairs and Carrie. Uh, stop. Carrie. No, let me get there. This next thing is so deep. <laughs> she she goes downstairs and somehow she starts using the desktop computer. She must have some kind of uplink because she doesn't have arms. This is chat G chat what is it? Chat G 
GTP or something? This is Chat GTP. <laughs> like AI for her? 30 years beforehand. It's more like a sophisticated paper doll maker. I have but, no idea. Like, it's crazy. She starts designing herself as a human. That's how so desperately she wants the professor. And puts her in a negligee and then proceeds to beam this hologram of this creation. Sylvia. Sylvia. Oh my God. I can't, uh, sorry, I can't talk because this is so weird for me. I know. This way she just holograms into his room and she's like touching his face. (gasps) (gasps) God. Wakes out of a deep slumber. Again, at the wrong moment. Having had another brain blast, he, like, Weebo, like, going downstairs, trying to turn off the computer before he can get there. Carrie, Dr. Lanning was right in iRobot. Uh-huh. They will all, Carrie, uh-huh. if we let them alone, uh-huh. they will become people. Yeah. <laughs> and they will destroy us. I know. Because there, no, there will no longer be need for physical bodies. <laughs> Philip wakes Weebo up to tell her that he's basically going to use Flubber to cheat at basketball. So that Wilson won't win the bet. Yeah, and Sarah doesn't have to go away with him to the mountains for the weekend. Ugh. The basketball sequence, the basketball experiment in particular, Oh no, he has goes, me so weak. He goes to the Rutland court because you have to have the correct scientific conditions to perform a good test, right? He starts testing all of the various forms of flubber on the basketball equipment, putting the liquid flubber on the basketball, which doesn't work because now the ball is far too unstable. He's spraying it on the bottom of his shoes and ends up having to tie himself to a bag of flour? Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's uh, concrete. Concrete, Or yeah. something, yeah. I don't know. And like putting it on his shoes isn't working either because it's not very conducive to controlled movements on the court. When he's jumping. Oh, I know. It's a fun sequence. This is the origin of my glider dreams. (laughs) The dreams where you would just jump and coast. I'm telling you, (laughs) I can jump in my dreams. I know. I can jump so high. I bet it's great. It's because of this movie. Because I'd always want to be like, oh, I want to jump that high and then glide around. <laughs> uh, I, w- uh, I wish it- you-, you remember the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets PC game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just she just deflated like, why are we bringing this up? <laughs> just tell me. Spongify? Yeah. The incantation? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> remember the Spongify challenge? Spongify. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just jump from tile to tile? <laughs> yes. All right. This is the Spongify sequence. <laughs> Flubberfy. Oh, uh, God. So what he ends up settling on is what he's done is he's taken all of these shoe tacks And he's put like a 15% power solution on these tacks. He's not going to give them the full Megillah. You know, he also paints over them so they'll be less resistant. How long does it take the paint to wear off? 30 minutes. It'd be a little suspicious if the flubber started working immediately. Uh, Isn't this cheating? No, it's not cheating. It's equalizing. You've seen the team. They should have their own telethon. Come on. We've got to win this game. I've got to do it to prove to Sarah that flubber really works. 
I'm gonna do it right under Wilson Croft's nose. Can we get a look at the basketball team for Medfield? The Medfield Squirrels? Yeah, they are. Carrie, <laughs> this university must be lacking money. And because they don't spend money on sports, we've got, I mean, hey, we've got a great 3D chess team here, but uh, we do not have a great basketball team. While Philip is at the basketball game, he has given Weibo a direct order not to let the flubber out of the tank. Yeah! <laughs> and Weebo, who is already violating the second law of robotics, is disobeying him. <laughs> you got me with that one. She went right down to the basement and lifts the lid on that flubber tank. Okay, flubber. It's time that you and I got to know each other. <laughs> the flubber starts messing around with the record player and starts playing a mambo record carrie yeah carrie the flubber mambo this is so camp this is so great because <laughs> obviously that the flubber does what it does and it divides itself so it's like a whole chorus line of <laughs> yeah little flubbers i wrote the flubber show <laughs> yeah. that's the note <laughs> Male and female flubber, because the female flubber has a little skirt oh. on. Oh, it's very dancing with the rubber. Like, <laughs> very dancing. Sorry. <laughs> not, it's not dancing with the stars. It's dancing with the conducive polymer. Like, you know, like. I can't breathe. <laughs> why is this thing sentient? Like, I understand the compound existing. Yeah. I get that. I understand it being bouncy, but why the fuck is it sentient? Like, I. Uh... And, like, the thing. This is also a great scene from a CGI perspective. Because this is the same CGI company. I think it's called ILM. It's the one that did Casper. Yeah, okay. They were coming right off Casper when they started working yeah. on this. So we already know they know how to make things that are see-through look really good. Because they have to animate the refraction of whatever you can see through the flubber. Also think it's rather artful the how seamless Weebo is in all the scenes. Oh yeah. Because a lot of the time she's not there, but but some of the time she is. Like on a wire or some such. Like they'll film that prop. Sorry, Weebo, to reduce you to prop. <laughs> But they'll film the Weibo character in the prop form that she is on a soundstage and then edit her into scenes. But in some of the scenes, Weibo is actually there. We cut back to Rutland and the second half is starting. The squirrels are losing miserably. As was expected. Yeah, I think by a grand total of 51 points. Yeah, no, they have like three. It's like three to four. Yeah, it's I can't It's really bad. But it's about time for this paint to have worn off the tacks on their shoes, right? It certainly is. And for a little insurance, Philip also rubs the hand cream on his hands and then makes it a point to shake with several of the basketball players as they're going back out on the court. Mm -hmm. And this is where Flubber starts working to their advantage. This whole basketball game sequence that we're about to see unfold it's so wild. with the squirrels <laughs> being coated in Flubber. Come on, come on, come on. 
Given the science that is laid out and how the flubber reacts to matter, <laughs> the game makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Those players would be dead by the end of this. I know. If the science was sciencing the way it's supposed <laughs> to science. These kids are bouncing two, three stories in the air. And everybody's like, what the fuck? The Rutland coach is like, this is illegal. He's walking up to the ref all pissed. The ref's like, there's nothing in the rules about jumping too high. Get back to your side. <laughs> and then the dribbling, because it's all on their hands from when he shook their hands on the way out. <laughs> it's going so fast. What? <laughs> These Rutland players, who are four times the size of a Medfield player. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, but then, like, the whole team sits down to take a timeout. And is this kid's name Dale? Dale. 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 From house. Yeah. <laughs> Dale crosses his legs. And starts picking that shit off his shoe like gum. And, like, Phillip's like, oh, no, you'll ruin everything. And he jumps. Like, he levitates down to that court level. And he gets in Dale's face. And he's like, Can I see your soul? Yeah. A shoe. Can I see the bottom of your shoe? Because he's his teacher. Yeah. Like, they know each other. And he orders Dale to take a humongous jump. I don't know, after after the break is over. Because they're all tied up, right? Yeah, no, we've got like 15 seconds left. And Philip is spraying the bottom of his shoe with <laughs> that solution. Get the ball. Jump with all your soul. But I'm on this end, sir. Jump or I'll flunk you. Oh. What? You heard me. Jump or I'll flunk you out of my department. For good. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Phil! He really does not want Sarah to spend the weekend in the mountains with Wilson. <laughs> He really does not want that to happen. This kid goes out there, and we're again, we're like 15 seconds left. The Rutland coach is not worried. Here's a wide open J by Hatch. Jump, Dale! Jump! Jeffner soaring into the air, makes the steal. Look at him go! Jeffner with wings on his shoes, soaring to the other end. He's over here. He dies. He's through. And Medfield upsets Rutland on an incredible yeah! play by Dale he goes flying across the entire court. Doing somersaults. And straight through the basketball hoop. Whoa, holding on to it. <laughs> Body and all goes straight through that basketball net. And Medfield wins the game. Oh, my God. Ah! And, like, this is immediately getting the attention of Honaker and his goons who are like, dude, that's exactly like the golf ball and the bowling ball. We've seen this shit before. And it's great they won the game. It's just too bad it doesn't impress Sarah in the slightest, right? Yeah, I know. He, they're going outside. They're leaving the game. Obviously, I just feel bad for Sarah. She has to buy Wilson dinner now. I know. And he takes her aside. It was all flubber. It, he flubberized those squirrels. <laughs> I set up the game. It was all flubber. Flubber is what won the game. That amazing aerial ballet That's because I flubberized the boy's shoes. On the bottom. You are remarkable. Sarah? Good night. Uh, 
Watch yourself. She has no reaction. I, I don't know if she doesn't believe he, him. He deserves it. Or if she just doesn't care, but you're right. He deserves it. And so he comes home all dejected, sits down with Weebo because he's starting to lose hope. He really thought that was going to do it for her, but she was a lukewarm at best. Yeah. And um, starts pouring his heart out to his little droid best friend. And, and she hits record. She's recording him. She's the first smartphone. Carrie. Stop. We don't have time. Okay. It's, sorry. You're right. Emotional <laughs> moment. Emotional moment. I know I love her, Weebo. Every neuron in my limbic system is saturated with phenylethamine. That triggers euphoria, elation, exhilaration. Truth is, Weebo, I'm not absent-minded because I'm selfish, crazy, or, or inconsiderate. I'm absent-minded because I'm in love with Sarah. Professor. Oh! Robin! I'm sorry. Listen to me. Uh-huh. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't bite. This, John and Bill wrote themselves into a corner. Oh, no! I'm absent-minded because I'm in love with Sarah. It doesn't quite click for you. I honestly do not believe uh-huh. your overwhelming love on a subatomic level, mind you, as he says, mm-hmm. is clouding his judgment enough for to impede him for being there for her when she needs him. Okay. I, I think he's very interested in his work. And it takes up a lot of his time, and I understand that. But three times, Ross? Three times, <laughs> Phil! Hold on. I think that later I might be able to convince you otherwise. I, I will come back to it. I promise. Fine. Oh, and the way he throws it back in her face, too. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, ah, it's okay. She has to move on. <sighs> I'm not right for her. But you knew that, didn't you, Weibo? Huh? You never wanted me to marry her. You were right. I wasn't right for her. You're the one for me, Weibo. Just the two of us. And Flubber makes three. It's just gonna be us from now on, me. And Flubber makes three. Me, you, and the Flubber. And like, she's like, oh no, I wanted this, but now I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love him. And he's upset. He is heartbroken. And this moment is strictly for us. It is. That clip from Some Come Running she was watching earlier. And this is the God's truth. I want him to have what he wants. Even if it means you instead of me. Out of the house, Weebo flies. So here's the thing. Weebo goes to Sarah's. And she's like, she literally has to wake her up by flashing a light in her bedroom window. (laughs) She's like, sorry to wake you like this, but I can't ring the doorbell. (laughs) And listen, Weebo's the realist. She knows what she did. Yeah. And so she replays that clip of Philip talking about how much he loves Sarah. And the way Sarah's face just kind of melts, I'm like, listen, I know how angry I've been. But it is Robin Williams. I also love the sweet little kiss that Marsha Gay Harden gives Weebo. I know. It's cute. That is that is a prop. I would all... No, yeah. That's the prop Weebo, right? Someone is holding prop Weebo just out of <laughs> the shot. Like on a wire yeah. or something. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's because Sarah knows how much Weebo also means to Phil. Oh, it's so nice. I know. And I would also like to give Weebo a little kiss. I know. Uh... And so... 
Philip and Sarah reconcile while on this little date in the Thunderbird. Carrie, <laughs> if I were Sarah, I'd be pissing and shitting and vomiting and crying and screaming. Like She's in this flying car, twitterpated. <laughs> She's like, this is it! This is how we save my college! <laughs> this is the solution. This is how we save the school. That's what I've been saying. <sighs> Flop, you saw what it did at the game. Imagine the line of shoes we could develop. Oh, no, 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 Philip. Not shoes. No. Look. This flight. And so when they get back to the house... Sarah convinced of Flubber's powers. Honaker is there with his goons and his dumb son to threaten them into selling Philip's Flubber formula. There's a lot of money in your discovery. Perhaps we could make a deal. Any discovery I make will belong to Medfield College. At the end of the term, there isn't going to be a Medfield College. We'll see about that. You could make a lot of money. If we were interested in making money, we wouldn't have become teachers. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, Les, for putting that in there. And, like, they they eventually shuffle off. Like, Philip can't be bought. Good for you, Philip. Yeah. But on the other hand... He turns right around and tries to sell this idea to Ford of all companies. <laughs> hey, you know they're going to pay a pretty penny for this flubber. Enough money for the college to live on for years. Listen, I know it's dirty and corrupt. He should have taken it to the United States Armed Forces. Oh, my God, no! I do not want the government having flubber power. He could have created his own corporation and been a government contractor in high-stakes money for the rest of his life. So while they're taking the meeting with Ford, the goons go over to Phillips and break in so they can steal the flubber. Yeah, fucking crabs and Buffalo Bill. Cue the childhood trauma. Oh, God. Because... Guys, she's going to be upset about this. I'm not going to get too upset about it, but you do get a little upset, don't deny it. Because Weebo finds them in the basement, they're about to snap up the flubber, this tiny floating droid starts fucking them up. Yeah, I know. She's whipping their asses. Crashing into their heads, knocking them over. Hey, Warren. I think I found it. You found it, all right. <laughs> so not only can she float and think for herself, but she's also very strong. Yeah, I know. She packs a wallop, apparently. But Wesson picks up a baseball bat and she starts charging him. And this is the beginning of my upset because he hits a home run. Oh, Carrie, why'd you put it like that? Oh, it's awful. I hate it. Yelping noise she makes when she's knocked backwards. It's so awful. No, I said you were going to be upset about it, not me. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay. Can you start crying, please, so that I can stop? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Philip and Sarah come home excited about how much money they're about to make. Weber is sweeping up a broken down door. Oh, and they realize there's been a break-in. They go down to the basement. Phil realizes that the flubber is gone. And he's calling out for Weebo. She's not answering. 
And he finds her a sparking mess on the floor. And like Robin Williams tends to do, he's been making me giggle and now he's going to hurt me. Do you have signal? Do you have audio signal? Tracking. It's me, Professor Brainerd. Focus. Weebo. so upset. She's basically bleeding out in front of him. She's dented and her screen is very weakly trying to open. She's <laughs> He's about to cry because she's his greatest creation. I know we're going to disagree about this. I but mean, I get it. The level of what he achieved, given how little we knew about AI and computers... And what she, the full, the totality of what she's able to do, she's, in my opinion, his greatest creation. And he obviously feels the most attached to her. It's all right. I I need to get some sort of extension cord, something so I can recharge her. I've got to, I've got to download her quick. Rebo? It's all right. It's okay. Rebo, can you hear me? gonna be all right right before she completely goes dead she uses her last bit of power to display this one word on her screen stork uh-oh oh. sarah's pregnant <laughs> what no <laughs> how would the robot know that <laughs> she's pregnant by weber stop sorry <laughs> no <laughs> uh, don't ruin the sanctity of that moment I'm later sorry when he and Sarah are on the porch talking about, like, this philosophical conversation about what happens when the soul of a machine dies, I'm like, how I robot? What the hell? What happens to the soul of a machine, Sarah? Can you fix her? I can make repairs. But I can never bring back the life it was she had. That's gone. I never knew what it was to begin with. It was some sort of glorious accident. I kept trying to recreate it and isolate it and find out what it was. I never could. This is what we were saying earlier. Weibo is completely unique. Even if he could repair her hardware, her AI will never be the same. Yeah. He could not possibly replicate it. As she was is gone. Yeah, and that's so awful. He talks about her as this beautiful accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. I know. And then like, then like, I love, I love Sarah so much. She's like, what was that word? What did that word mean? What's going on with that? And like, listen, all I'm saying is she kisses him. And he, he remembers. He remembers. A little bit. So like, if he was so distracted by his love for Sarah, now that he's getting love from Sarah, he remembers things better. I that is not the sentiment. <laughs> that you take because it with? she was loving him to begin with. Uh, yeah. She was loving him to begin with. So why was he still so fucking forgetful? <laughs> Fair. And Carrie, Carrie. Oh, this part always. I was. I was always a little confused by this because in the uh, in the home server. Yeah. They find a file called Stork. He uses, yeah, he uses the word Stork to access this file, and it's this file Weebo made of her own code. She's using this human version of herself she designed to deliver him a message. Philip, a full and complete design of me is in this file. You didn't forget it. I never showed it to you. I've made a few changes. 
I've removed a few of my flaws and added a little of you. I hope that you can love my daughter as much as I loved you. She's actually preserved her own code on backup. Yeah, I know. And like she's written out some of her worst qualities and has added some of his best qualities. And this I'm like, is kind of screwed, Carrie. Is this a baby? This is a baby. <laughs> this is an AI baby. This is the first. <laughs> this is the first creation on Earth <laughs> that is a child, an offspring. Between a computer and a human being. We bet. <laughs> she's so cute. I love the little sketches of her and yeah, everything. She's smaller, more efficient. She's also red. Yeah, bright red, baby. Yeah. And I'm like, can we just appreciate the fact that Philip created an AI that then in turn created an, an AI. AI? He really is. <sighs> I know. He's a genius. He's a genius. Oh my God. He I, is a genius. I just, I just Roger Rabbited. <laughs> like I couldn't take it. <laughs> Philip and Sarah go to Hockner's McMansion with a plan to rescue Flubber. Mm -hmm. They're both wearing tacks on their shoes. He's got hand cream in his pocket to put on them later. And a squirt gun that looks like an actual gun full of Flubber. <laughs> Liquid Flubber, that is. They sit down and Philip starts offering to sell Flubber to Honecker and, and promises to tell him everything he knows about Flubber so that they can make more of it. And all we ask for in return is a 30-day extension on the loan because that means they're still going to be able to save the school and get Flubber back. Mm -hmm. And Honecker counter-offers... I'll give you the 30 days. And after that, you give me two years. Whatever you come up with over the next two years is mine. That's not fair. Shop somewhere else, lady. I'll do it. And Philip asks to see the flubber. And as they're being escorted to the library, he uses that Thunderbird's remote control to guide it over to the window. Yeah, he's controlling it outside. <laughs> With his thumb. Lights off. This car is just floating around this mansion. <laughs> and guess what, guys? Another least favorite part of the plot. This <laughs> Guess who's gonna get to reap all of the scientific achievement of Philip's ideas? It's Professor Wilson Crotch. Mm. Croft, whatever. Oh, the lovebirds. Wilson. Shame on you. Welcome. So you finally gave up teaching. Well, how could I pass up the opportunity to transform the energy industry? I can't stand the sight of him anymore. He just does uh, fucking face. I know. Ask Goose. <laughs> this isn't sexy Goose anymore, guys. Oh, no, absolutely not. This is evil Flubber Stealer man. <laughs> Don't worry, he's about to get his. Because Philip takes the Flubber out of the tank and is, like, cooing to it. Try, I know! Trying to calm it down. Daddy missed you. Like... Yeah, no, when, when it poked its head up, I involuntarily went, Daddy? Daddy? And he takes the Flubber over to the window... And he whispers, do it for Weebo. And the way it puffs its gut out like it's going <laughs> to go to war. And then he turns the headlights on that floating car on. And what does this polymer disagree with, Carrie? Flash photography. <laughs> <laughs> it's going everywhere. Do it for Weebo. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> 
Oh, it goes nuts and like starts causing a bunch of slapstick in the library. Yeah, I know. Crabs and Buffalo Bill knock each other out trying to get to it. Honaker and his dumb son, they're all trying to get a hold of Philip and Sarah and the Flubber, but they can't because they're all flubberized. Sarah and Philip bouncing back and forth across the library, high-fiving at the apex <laughs> from deer head to deer head. Grab it. Yes! I'm coming, Everybody's getting hurt. Like, there's a lot of goons and Bennett crashing into each other, landing on their faces. And we gotta talk about what happens to Wilson. There's no way we're not talking about this. So, guys, um, Flubber comes screeching back into the library after busting out the window and doing a bunch of other things. And it goes, uh, not where you'd expect. <laughs> right down Wilson's fucking throat. I didn't like the sensation I was feeling. Oh. Of this thing crawling around through my GI tract. Because <laughs> uh, as it was going, he does a good job. Yeah. Imitating what it feels like, Chris McDonald does. This metastable compound just ricocheting around his organs. So here's the thing. When he does that thing where he's like gyrating around, that's definitely the flubber corkscrewing through his intestines. <laughs> I can't. And here's my other thing. If that could have like full-on musket-balled him, if it's powerful enough to power through pants, <laughs> it can power through the walls of your internal organs. But no, the flubber decided to run the entire length of his GI tract only to propel out of his asshole. Cool, mummy. <laughs> dead, right? He's got to be. There's no way he's alive after that thing just ping-ponged through his insides. I mean, the way it had to go through his stomach to get through the rest of him? Yeah. There's gotta be something about ingesting Flubber that's not good for your health. <laughs> I hope he's dead. It's like the Flubber just from now on comes packaged with the little silica Do packet. not consume. <laughs> Do not consume. <laughs> so, we just, you know, they take Flubber back and we cut from that nonsense to, are you okay? He's put his head in his hand. Is this the wedding? Yes, it is. This is infuriating. <laughs> it's as if to say, we've learned nothing. <laughs> because it is their wedding. It is Phil Brainerd and Sarah Jean Reynolds's wedding. But Philip is still not there. He's still not there! <laughs> He's screaming. <laughs> We bet is there with him on video feed. He's in full wedding garb, cute hat and outfit and everything <laughs> at the lab. But he's in his basement doing research and experimenting. Uh, he's like, I promise I'll make it for the reception, but I'm on a roll here. I'll meet you at the reception. I'm almost done. It's going to be remarkable. Philip, please be careful. Don't worry. These chemicals are completely compatible. There's no chance that anything could go wrong! 
If I was Sarah, uh, I know in my heart it was settling. <laughs> oh, no. I know in my heart. Stop. He's Robin Williams. Don't ruin this for me. Show up for her, goddammit. <laughs> You're right. Show up for her. You're right. She deserves it. <laughs> Is is that the takeaway from this? Three times! We need to show up for women. Three times! You know what? <laughs> yeah. He's so angry. We need to show up for women. Okay. And protect metastable compounds <laughs> from the U.S. military uh-huh. and corporations. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add before we do this last if bit? If it were me, I would have kept Flubber for me forever. <laughs> It would have been my business, only I know about it. Okay. And I'd be doing some gliding. All right. I'd yeah, be no. jumping in inordinate heights and gliding all the way down. Absolutely. This movie ends with that scared little kid on a plane with his dad again. And he's like, the dad for the millionth time is like, listen, dude. Nothing's coming to get you. We've had a rough week, haven't we, buddy? But there's no boogeymen, the, no monsters up here 30,000 feet in the air. What are the odds that he's taking him to Disneyland after having such a traumatizing week? Like, geez, Louise. And, like, he opens the window to look out at the sky. Dad's like, it's okay to look out the window. And the first thing he sees is Philip and Sarah in the T-Bird taking Flubber and Wee Bet on their honeymoon. Not to mention the Flubber hits right against his window. <laughs> not what he says, but I want that kid to look at his dad and go, there is a car out on the wing. It is floating on its own. There's something they're not telling us. That kid has no lines. <laughs> I know. Except scream. It's all like eye acting and scream acting. God love him. I love We Bet as we're, as we're going into our credit sequence. When we get to the hotel, I don't care what you say. I'm not sharing a room with him. Look at him. He's gross. He bounces all the time. He squeaks. He phase shifts. I mean, he's a quasi-plasmoid. If it's hot in Hawaii, I hope he melts. So she's in her bratty teenage phase already, like, (laughs) after being only a few weeks old. I love it. They update so fast. I know. (laughs) All these operating systems. They're like, hey, would you like to wait for Wi-Fi before we force new information onto your phone? I don't like how your phone is like, if it's... On a power source between the hours of 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., it'll just update for you. <laughs> and then I stay up past 4 a.m. And my phone's like, literally like, you failed. <laughs> Your phone was not updated. <laughs> Try again tomorrow night? Yeah, you have to nurture the technology. <laughs> well, that's Flubber. <laughs> it sure is. No, I just, that's, I pretty much just love that for the Robin Williams of it all. Indeed, indeed. And all the slapstick, like... I love that the flubber has a personality. It's a, it's a, uh, it's one of those uh, Robin Williams favorites that we don't take too seriously, right? Yeah, no. Because like, there's a lot to be learned from Hook. There's a lot to be learned from like Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. you know. And this isn't like a bit role he's starring, you know. Exactly. Like, but it's just, yeah, it's just fun. It's a fun remake. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And it's just really cute to watch him take on that role and, again, not be too serious about it, but also be able to have that emotional depth that we come to expect from him. Ugh. Robin, I miss you. But the way that the flubber can become a civilization of flubbers. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, it can just multi... Can you reproduce by budding? Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you? Can Yeah. Like, you know who is not metastable? This polymer. I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> You're fired! 
god. Oh my god. <laughs> the hydrocarbons are definitely impairing my Cooper pairs. Like. I love and sometimes that. I can go from hot to cold very quickly. <laughs> I just. I'm mm. crying. <laughs> excited for next week's selection oh because the, the next week's selection is 100 one of the most core movies for me <laughs> we wore this tape out and again and again and again i would like if i had a vcr like it is so core like it's one of the earliest i can remember that and cats don't dance and you know <laughs> rogers and hammerstein cinderella like the, all of those tapes we just wore out over and over and over again like and next week is no exception because next week guys is it also a disney it is it is it is actually <laughs> wow didn't plan that um that's okay we never give a disney any attention and for good reason it's the 1998 epic adventure film mighty joe young I know, I know. You're so ready. Oh, it's like King Kong without the terror. Uh Uh-huh. You know? (laughs) (laughs) The story of him and his mommy, basically. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's it's very mommy. It is. (laughs) Which is why we're doing it for Mother's Day. You know your mommy who's also your best friend? Oh, no. No, no, no. But no, guys, I'm very, very excited for it. Look out for that next week. And, folks, please don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and and not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little potpourri watch party this month. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, a sorry, Mom. Mom. Yeah, no, same. Sorry, Sarah. Oh, my God. He still wouldn't be at your wedding. (laughs) 